Hey guys, welcome to Nintendo Dads After Dark. On tonight's episode, we are talking Star Wars, a Rogue One story. That's not right, it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story! Plus, uh, so much more, not really, actually, not much more at all, just Dave Moore here talking with it as well, as well, because he likes to join into our podcast, because he's like the guy who podcasts about everything. It's kind of like the master of podcasts. He's on every channel, really. But we are going to talk about uh, Rogue One. Oh, by the way, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, just pause, go see it, then come back. But it is spoiler-free. You have been warned. In three, two, one. Start up, Zach! Welcome to Nintendo Dads After Dark episode, what is this, episode 9? Something like that? Sorry, sure. 11? Episode 11? What? Uh, you know, whatever it is. Welcome to Nintendo Dads After Dark. Uh, my name is Zach Erickson. Tonight is, it's actually December 22nd now. Uh, it was the 21st when we started recording our last episode. Uh, but that's okay. It's 12, 24 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, and, the only uh, time zone that matters. Yep. And uh, this is Zach Erickson. Joining me tonight is, that's Justin Masson. Uh, Howdy, sir. Uh, joining us as well, uh, Jesse Waldack. Now, do you recall that our Star Wars Episode 7 was After Dark Episode 7? What? Ooh. Very cool. Joining us as well, uh, Marty Estes. What's going on, Marty? I'm tired. Yeah. That yep. is fair. That is a fair. I'm tired, but I love Star Wars. Yep, absolutely. And joining us as well, Dave Moore from dacespace.com all the all a million podcasts he is he is the hardest working man in podcasts is what he is <laughs> you did say you have that. to say you recorded six podcasts today I, well it was supposed to be four but uh we won't say who who i was also supposed to talk non-spoilerly with uh decided to not uh decided to move it to possibly tomorrow that's not confirmed or denied. I don't know. We'll find hmm. out. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> bumped you, Dave? So, yeah. So, so I had to sit and watch your guys' live show. And, you oh, know, I really? Had, had to, he had to I, watch I had, our live I, show. Well, okay, so, never, so we're never, a consolation now. He had so, to. No, so wait. No, no wait. Now here's <laughs> – let's, let's have a conversation about this really quick because – He's being too chummy chummy oh, with really? Sean to, and to, Bobby. <laughs> Go hang Someone out in New York, guys. You're our best friend. Someone in the live show chat did say that they wish he had a kid so he could get on and fix the list. That is John. Oh. John, see, see, here's here's the thing. John is my co-host. That's he's biased. That doesn't count. Up two. Um, uh, you guys were going some in some crazy directions on that list there until the end. I'm gonna say that. And yeah. the, <laughs> that was the best part is the chat's going, hello, do you see the chat? And then they're like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell somebody to read the chat if they're not looking at the chat. <laughs> and we're going down this rabbit hole of nonsense where you guys are like thinking that like Fire Emblem Fates even deserves to be considered. I don't even oh. know how that got on there. I don't oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, I I, th I have a feeling that between the time that we've recorded this and the time that it and this episode airs, there there will be words had. Uh, I look forward <laughs> to the discussion online and seeing your own damn lists. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so basically, what I want to say, uh, but so we're here to talk about Star Wars tonight, and. Uh, uh, I, I have a feeling that the tonight's controversy has not ended yet. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, bum, bum, 
Oh, Rogue oh, One oh. Star Wars story came out. And uh, I want to say I, I saw it opening or when did I see it? Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. And it was uh, I, I enjoyed it at the time. Um, and since then, I, I I really feel like as it has simmered, oh. as it has simmered and settled, I feel more and more weird about it. Um, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, he, listened, he listened to Hotline Monday and listened to Justin Robert Young. I did. I had already his opinion, and it soured. It soured you, Zach. No, it didn't because happened. I it was <laughs> it was it was putting words to to several things that I already was thinking at the time. Um, like okay, just just by the way, if we if you haven't seen uh, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler warning. I think Justin said said that at the beginning. Um, Marty, uh, I want to start with you, dude. Uh, okay, how did you feel about uh, about and I think that this is important to 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 even frame it in uh, how we enjoyed the Force Awakens because I think that that's an important mm. discussion with uh, with how how we kind of see Rogue One. Uh, I will completely agree with that because um, we uh, I guess now that since Star Wars is going to be a yearly presence in theaters that last year we began what is becoming a yearly tradition, which is, uh, I went and saw this with, uh, some of the guys from reactor radio and Rest other friends from the area. Uh, we went to the 7 PM Thursday show of the force awakens as well as the 7 PM Thursday show of rogue one. And the first immediate thing that we noticed was, Whereas there was not a seat to be had in the force awakens. There were plenty of empty seats in rogue one. Yeah. I know. I noticed that in my viewings too. And, uh, and I'll be real honest with you. I was completely surprised that there were, um, the other thing that I noticed was, whereas in the force awakens, there were people in that theater who were audibly clapping, cheering, raising their hands in victory, you know, having these emotional reactions to, uh, the, the force awakens. There was none of that in rogue one. Hmm. And so uh, here's what I will say. I don't think, and and we can get into this a little bit more as we talk, because I want to let everybody else have a chance to share. I don't think that you can compare the force awakens and rogue one fairly. Okay. And I'm going to float that out there and I'm going to let it hang for a little bit and let y'all think about it. And then we can pick back up on it later. Mm. Okay. I like it. Uh, Justin. I a hundred percent agree with Marty. I don't think you can. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, I don't think you can pick compare. Uh, Rogue One to A Force Awakens. Uh, it was a new story. It was a new area. Um, it was meant to be gritty. It was me- meant to be dramatic. It was meant to be a war film. And I think Gareth Edwards created that for us. We know the Star Wars, the the universe, the world. We've been to these planets a billion times. We know the characters. But he took new things that we did not know and created a compelling story that showed the day-to-day groundwork that was being done to just to 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 create a fall of the empire. And he, they were also daring enough to create a story 
where no one that we sort of eventually kind of begin to care about actually lives in the end. Okay, whoa, whoa, wait, <laughs> right? wait, 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 wait. Hang with on. The, uh, with, the, with the idea, with the idea that we already knew how this was going to end. Okay, Justin, I want Did you to know? say, rewind for a second. I want you to say how you said how you cared about those characters again. And you will get to possibly the crux of sure. my criticism of I, this movie. I agree that we we do not build a lot of a story arc with the characters to genuinely have a heartfelt moment when they do die. There is you very quickly begin to realize that and maybe and perhaps there's a psychology part of it of, of beginning to create some guards and some distance between the fact that you very quickly do identify these folks are gonna die. They ain't coming back. You've probably got some betting pool on who's going to die. Maybe not all of them, but good good portion of them are going to. Um, but I do agree that the, the 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 connective tissues of why we're vested in them were thin at times, but enough that we still have to move forward in this. Uh, Is it bad that I cared about the robot more than a couple of the humans? No, a couple? That's not a tell problem. me, tell that's me anybody that you cared I, more about. I, think I agree with you there too. <laughs> tell me somebody you cared more about than the robot. There isn't a person. That's I, <laughs> I, I I would say Jin. Okay. okay, her and the the monk, the monk, the blind monk. Okay, the monk. I'm gonna say Jarrett. that. I'm gonna put this out there. The the monk, the blind monk, was the to me the most interesting character in that entire movie. Um, yep. I think that he was that he showed something about the force and he's one of my big highlights of the whole movie was force monks. I I think like. That the, that concept is awesome, and I I would love to see more of Force monks in the future or whatever they're calling. It. You know, I think that that's, non that, that's a that's a thing like non Jedi Force users. Um, what's her name from Force Awakens? Uh, Orange Yoda with the goggles. Maz Kanata. There you go, Maz Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. Right, and she is. <laughs> and I guess Leia <laughs> is also Leia is also like a non jedi force user or whatever right supposedly although we've never seen it um i think that that concept is super cool uh or she's just sensitive to it or whatever well that's the new term that they're using and if you remember back when the they they began to really delve into the the details of force awakens as they you know pumped it up for release they were talking about uh, force sensitive you know that we're going to be we're going to be dealing with people who are force sensitive that aren't force users they're just they can feel the force or or whatever and i think you see that in all three of the quote unquote main characters of the force awakens you see it in finn uh you see it in ray who i think is most undoubtedly a jedi or on her on her path to be one and then poe dameron who yeah. you know how can he fly like that well duh he can he could feel the force, you know, mm. um, think, but Chirut and, and in this movie, he's got to be a force sensitive individual. Right. But I, but I think the thing that makes, that makes him so compelling, not only being the for the force monk is his relationship with his, with his friend, right. His relationship with kind of his, his, his warrior bodyguard, right. That he's got with him. I think that's, there, that's the relationship. That's the partnership. That's the part that you emotionally, that, yeah, that emotionally you create that bond to, right? Like when he realizes that his, that his friend is dying, he basically understands right there and then that he too shall die on that beach with him in, in some kind of way, right? And and we see that in the actions. That's the emotional attachment that we have. When 
Jin and what's his name dies in the beach at the end. I don't really care that much. Okay, am I losing just Justin or am I losing everybody? Or even the pilot. Hello? Okay, sorry, go ahead. My my internet's just being weird. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I I think that's where the relationship is that we begin to genuinely care about these people. Hmm. (sighs) Okay. Dave, go to you. So here's the thing. I agree in the sense that I don't think we should compare The Force Awakens to Rogue One because they are two completely different stories and serve completely different purposes. There's one comparison I'm going to make, and I kind of made it on my show, but the biggest problem with Rogue One, and it's really my only problem with the movie, is in the first five minutes of Force Awakens, I cared about everybody. I was cheering for them to get out of there, you know, as they're flying the X-Wing, like, right on board. Like, I'm I'm with, I'm with Finn, and I'm with Poe, and I'm like, you guys can do this. Like, I'm on board. Like, let's fly the X-Wing out of here. Rogue One doesn't open with a reason to me for her, attached to 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 Jin, right? Sure, her dad gets kidnapped and taken away to build a Death Star, but like I don't her, know if her, I care about Jin. Like But I guess I guess my question to you in that, Dave, is the reason that you care about Finn and Poe and Ray, is it because they're tangentially you know they're connected to the larger connective tissue of the characters of Han and Luke and that that through storyline, you know they're gonna come in, you know that universe, they're part of that rebellion that you've already associated yourself with. Zach, stop shaking your head. Do you no, like, and that's like not, is that but Zach's Zach's shaking his head in the correct response is because in that first that first opening, I don't know if they're related in any way, shape, or form. These are completely new characters. But like, yeah, me, like that at, first at moment. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, did. Um, the the, the, the thing is, because you already knew that Harrison Ford and and Mark Hamill were back in the movie, you knew you were going to see them at some point. Yeah, but here's the thing, and though, so is, that puts you at ease in the theater to be able to accept these new characters. Here's I the thing: is with that within those first moments of the movie, I think what Dave, what you're saying is, is that the what we saw on screen with this stormtrooper who watches his friend die and then doesn't kill everybody and like those moments without saying anything Finn was instantly a very relatable character where you're like man he's got something going on there's an emotional core to this character whereas Jin I mean her crazy neglectful mother says hey go hide in this hole for a while and then Forrest Whitaker finds her later and she's not do it like she just sits there in this thing and i like i i know there's this sort of you know like she's so scared that she just is frozen and that that i get it but it's it's not it's not unbelievable it's just not extremely relatable it's not yeah there's no emotional connection it is harder to relate to to relate to jen or so as a character than it is to finn yeah and i think that i mean there's been lots of stuff said on the internet this past you know several days of how much of Jin Urso's character was likely changed in reshoots and things like that especially go and watch the original Rogue well, One trailer it's not I'm a rebel I rebel never got yeah ran. right like I she clearly, well there's there Forrest, there's a line from Forrest Whitaker too that never gets used that you know yeah. what will you become yeah, like right, like it seems like well done, well done, uh, wow, sir. that was good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, 
He can't breathe. I have asthma. It comes naturally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, by the way, can we talk for a minute uh, just about this character, about Forrest Whitaker's character, whatever his name is? Um, Saul Guerrero. Can we talk about his decision to not run? Like, I will not run. He wasn't running from the enemy. He wasn't refusing to not run from the enemy. He was refusing to run from a wave of death from that explosion of the death star. Right. Like, I don't think he could have made it, but he didn't even try. Right. Like I he think did. he knew that. I think he knew that there was no way uh, he was going to make it. I I'm not convinced. I'm, I, now, it looked like he just rolled part over about this. Uh, the interesting part about that is that it was announced today. He is going to, um, he, his character is going to show up on star Wars rebels. When does star and, Wars rebels take place? Uh, it takes place between episode it, three and episode four. It, it's five years before episode four. And okay, so five the cool part before, about it is, five is years that okay. there are, uh, there are allusions to star Wars rebels within, uh, rogue one. Right. That fans caught. Well, isn't the ship like in that final battle? The ship is in the final battle. Uh, their droid chopper is in a scene where he's clearly seen. Uh, it's very briefly, um, when they take off from the, from the base, when they're leaving, uh, for, you know, when, uh, the crew of rogue ones going to Scarif, they're there. You hear them paging somebody and it says, uh, paging general Sandula. And that's Hera Sandula. Who's the captain of the ghost. Oh, cool. And, and that to me, see, I think, I hated that when I found out that Rogue One was going to be what it was because I thought, well, that there goes Rebels, because to me, Star Wars Rebels is the best Star Wars fiction that's been put out in the last five years. I think they were careful to keep because Rebels is canonical according to yes. the now Disney Grandmasters, uh, and of course, all eyes is Rogue One. So I'm sure they were careful to not have them stepped on their toes too much. And then as we, we find out at the end where rogue one fits in the storyline, which is like immediately uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's my, here's my main criticism much, of this much further in the future than five years behind. Yeah. Um, I just found it really kind of, uh, okay, worst character in the movie. I guess I'll, I'll go with this. Worst character in the movie is um, knockoff Han Solo, who has Cassian. who has no personality, yeah. no like the most boring, uninteresting character I think I have seen in a Star Wars movie ever. Like so, like oh, I don't know about. I that. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, there was nothing to that character. He was paper thin. What was going on for that character at all? Other than I am a pilot and I am part of the rebellion. Like what else was he? He didn't have any, like, well, he likes to kill people. And he like, Oh yeah. Like, okay. Like he's gonna, he's like some, he didn't even give us a motivation that I didn't even uh, understand there is, why. There's no reason for him to try to kill him like at all. And that's, there's no that reason there's no reason for anything like there like I n understand nothing about this character what motivates him what's important to him who knows all that's important to him is oh I have an order I guess I'm going to have to do it I don't know what you know like it was so boring another character that was 
grossly underdeveloped and uh is in all of these cases it's like if you would have given me something about this character i would have liked it i would have liked them but um what's his name's buddy monk's buddy right with the big with the big tank on his back uh baz how many lines did that guy have like four maybe right like like interesting to look at really cool i didn't get anything out of him and so and so there were so many so many times in this movie where i i listened to him or i was watching something didn't care about the characters didn't care about what was going on um and then just like there was no emotional connection with any of these characters they were super boring uh, and therefore when things were really exciting and, oh, they're going to get the Death Star plans, but we know we're going to get the Death Star plans. And, but I don't, I didn't care about what was going to happen to these people because they hadn't established that emotional connection earlier in the movie. That was my biggest issue with it. Whereas in the force, the, when I go back to the force awakens, the reason why I compare it to the force awakens was because when you have those moments in the snow where it's Kylo Ren versus, uh, Finn and Ray, you care about all three of these characters because you got a dang good reason why you should root against Kylo Ren and root for Finn and Ray, and that never existed in this movie. So, and an equal, and an equally concerning reason to care about Kylo Ren himself too. Exactly. Yes. And that, and that, and that's important there too. And it's as as a war film. And as something I'd like to watch again, I enjoyed Rogue One the a action, lot. The action was amazing. The action was really good. It looked great. The The universe is amazing. They yeah. showed us things that I was like, that is really interesting. Please continue. That Like the Force Monks, right? Like, please just keep, I don't know, keep adding to the Star Wars universe. But it's not in enough. In this way. Yeah. But it's not and, enough to simply say, hey, look, Force Monk. I am one with the force. The force is one with me. I am one with the force. The force is one with me. And that be enough. Like it's got to, you've got to make these characters interesting. You've got to, there's no, got to be substance. Here's there. my question. And, and I'm going to th- throw this out there and, and see what you guys think is, could it be that part of the distaste from this comes from the fact that it very, there was so much variance in this from a normal star Wars movie. Variance in what sense? And, and what I mean by that is like small little differences you may not notice until they begin to add up. Um, John Williams did not do the score for this movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. The score, okay. the score, there's there's, no, there's one. Yeah. There was no opening title crawl. I That's can deal two. with that. There was no. There was none of that, you know. Okay, you know, Uh, Marty. There was, and so there was tons of little things that you get with a saga movie, episode seven, that you didn't get with this movie. I think what what is the issue, Marty, is that um, is that there was there was a lot of Star Wars stuff that was in here that made it really awesome and a cool Star Wars movie the things that they took out from what you, you I think a good way to describe the a saga movie, they didn't replace it with anything substantial. Like there's nothing new to the, like this movie isn't necessarily contributing anything new and innovative and creative and positive to the star Wars universe. It's simply taking some stuff and we'll flesh that out and we'll make it a little bit more detailed, 
but we're not adding anything new. Like the music, um, I several, like the music. I was going to say, I hated the music. I think that, Oh wow. The okay. music. Okay. Here's the thing with the music is that the music, I don't know if you've ever seen like, uh, a lot of times, like, a, um, a good example is the, the YouTube channel, how it should have ended will always have music that sounds like whatever mu- music it comes from, but it's always a little bit different. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, it sounds because kind they, they, cause they have to, for right. Copyright. For copyright reasons. Exactly. It like, sounded, they'll, they'll have like two or three notes that sound right. And then instead of going up a third, it'll go down a fourth. Exactly. Like, Whoa. That's yeah. Yeah. It's like, I recognize this. I know what you're going for. You're riffing on this a little bit, but it's not quite it. Right. And it kind of just is like, Oh yeah, it's kind of, Oh no, you're, you so, almost pulled on my emotional heartstrings, but then you decided not to. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would, they can't, but right. I would argue that the variation in the score is what makes this interesting because it stands out as like a different kind of genre than the standard saga Star Wars films. I think it had to be a little bit different. This movie is very different than any other Star Wars movie we have. It's much darker. It's it's grittier. It's it's there's not really a lot of like happy feel good moments. This is the true honest part of the rebellion that we don't ever really see in the other Star Wars movies. And this look, it, Star Wars always had I hate to use this comparison because it sounds so stupid, but this really put like the concept of the war that's going on within the Star Wars universe into perspective. Mm-hmm. Versus like sure, it, there's always you know, Luke Skywalker and and Darth Vader. And there's always, you know, there's always the, the light versus the dark, right? But there's always all these other people. And, like, even in Force Awakens, we see, like, an entire, like, like all those balconies of those people blowing up. And you don't care about any of those people. And I will argue that I care more about the people that were getting destroyed by the Death Star in this movie than we cared about those people in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think they got, that's a they fair argument, and I think that is fair to say. And maybe, maybe you know, this is how I took it, but I liked, I liked it being different, and it's it's why the Marvel movies and other things owned by Disney, like none of the Marvel movies fall under the same genres. That's why some of them are so good. Zach, a couple weeks ago, you mentioned that you didn't like civil war in a sense that you didn't like the fact that it was a different tonal shift. And I would say, I think what made civil war so amazing is that tonal shift, the ability that they were able to take that, that care and attention to flesh out this, this darker side of the fact that there are people dying and the Avengers are responsible for things in the way that, you know, you care about every side. I think the fact that they were able to do that, was really well done. And I think this is what these star Wars spinoff films need to do. And maybe they can do them better than rogue one did, but I'd like to see star Wars universe movies in different genres because there are so many things going on in the star Wars universe that we do not see. Here's my question. I want to go back to this from the podcast we just recorded. If would this be a good movie? If you strip the star Wars, franchise off of it no stop doing this marty you can't no nope, no nope, like pokemon not. go without pokemon pokemon go without pokemon would have been stupid and no we all because know it. You, you say that you want star wars in different genres let 
that that's a, a fair question. I think I think to answer your question, uh, there is. I think that this movie relies much too heavily upon uh, the Star Wars name, and I think that that's that's what. I'd actually, hang on, let me. I, I'm gonna I'm let you finish. Hang on. Go ahead. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I think that there's a, that there, that this movie kind of going back to what I was saying before, that this movie takes what it wants from the star Wars universe and uses that to, to drive the, the appeal of the movie. Like it, it's, it's pulling from Darth Vader and all of the stuff, like as much as we can from the star Wars franchise in order to get to, to win over the hearts and minds of it, the audience, but anything beyond that, it doesn't really bring a whole lot. Like, it's not a very, like, it's not that compelling of a war movie. It's not like there's, there's a few particular shots or different situations that are interesting. Um, but for the most part, it's not like there's anything super groundbreaking high stakes, um, going on. Uh, you know, that some of the characters are interesting, but most of the characters are pretty boring. I'd say without star Wars, this movie would be much, much worse and people would be much more comfortable criticizing it if it wasn't for star Wars. And I think a lot of people, uh, are enjoying it because it is star Wars and that, that is another, that's not a good enough reason to enjoy it. And I, and I definitely did enjoy it as a star Wars movie, but beyond the star Wars franchise, I think that it, it is pretty pretty mediocre if not just straight up boring for a lot of the movie without the star wars license i don't know what i'd be curious i'd be i'd be curious to see it out of the star wars universe and see how i feel about it 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 would just be be like a boring a boring war movie is what it would be i wonder i wonder if my expectations though the fact that it is a star wars movie put it to such high stakes that i Mm. i'm i'm overly criticizing it as a war movie. See, and I had such low expectations for this movie. I I had really low expectations for the movie. Do any of you guys feel like it was kind of a one, uh, like it was a one way ticket type of movie? Like, I mean, I'm, we obviously, we know that since they were all dead in the end, but I mean, like if, if it kind of died, everybody spoiler alert, spoiler alert, they all die. (laughs) Uh, if, if you've listened this long by this point, we've, you know, duh. Uh, but like it, it just like it started and all it did was accelerate. Like mm-hmm. there was, if the foot was on the gas the entire time. And there are some points where it's just like, God, you could have spent a little more time here. Like, yeah. Like you were saying about the force monks, like, man, what? Don't just give me like one of those. Don't just give me a little bit of that. Like they're especially like, since well, they're right outside that temple, right? Like there's so many yeah, missed opportunities. I, there's missed opportunities at the temple. They never show this Alderaan, which is the only movie they're ever going to be able to show us Alderaan. And they never went to Alderaan. And like when else are they ever going to do that? They never have, and now they never will. Right. Anyway, what were you going to say, Justin? Yeah. Well, how, I, how how did how did Jin end up in jail? <laughs> right, like. What's going on there? Right, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions, but um, I have completely forgot my train of thought. One hundred percent. As for the Alderon thing, um, what I, I I think they've already they had a concept art for what Alderon might look like. I think they were used in the in the movies, but I think they repurposed a lot of those for uh, Rebels and uh, the previous animated show. Uh, I- 
Clone Wars. Clone Wars. So, you know, I think they've pretty much, they, they might have used up all of their backlog of right, reference but they material could, they could have without done having more, to make right? a new planet with new new backdrops. Yeah, but then they made, oh. then in the first, like, 15 minutes of this movie, they go to about 18 different planets, none of which I <laughs> know anything about, right? And so why not? And, that, and I think that that's a bigger part of this movie is that they jump around so much and there's so much going on. It's just boom, 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 boom. And if they just stop and slow down a minute and give us some time with these characters and give us some time to enjoy, like Marty, like you're saying with these force monks, like this supposedly was, you know, the planet that they blow up, the first planet they blow up is supposedly like, that's where the freaking Jedi temple, like the, the, where they get all their lightsaber crystals from, right? Like it's supposed to be this big, huge, important thing. To be fair, there, there has been quite a bit of, Jedi on Star Wars Rebels. Okay. So in other words, that is a, not a good excuse for not. <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I don't want to have to go to a cartoon in order to care about this place in the movie. Well, here's the thing. I think that in that they're appealing to the, to the Star Wars fans. I mean, it's, yeah. Hope what the I think the thought process there is you're already have gonna been watching Star Wars Rebels because uh, the the universe extends beyond just the movies. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I, that I would per- I would argue a very small percentage of the P, of Star Wars fans actually pays attention to the to the animations. I never I have never seen any of that animated or, stuff. Or I've watched uh, damn near all of them. Though I, at the time I didn't know they were canonical, but then now apparently they are. They are. Here's the thing that that I really kind of just makes me stand back and think about this movie: the the origin, the connective tissue, the core starting point of this movie is a very single thrown away line in Episode Four, saying there were great sacrifices to get this information. That's all that this basically connects to. So there's a very short one-liner basically in episode four. And so we have someone go back and create what was this great sacrifice? What was this effort and work? And, And Gareth Edwards makes a compelling story and tale from a different perspective of people that we genuinely don't know, don't care about in a universe that's a little bit grittier and different and more closely related to the actual rebellion and the fight. Right. And then we ultimately, and ultimately again, let's think about this. He has killed every single character in this movie. And this is a Disney movie, right? It's a Disney Star Wars movie. Let's take credit for that as well. He he takes a different flair. I don't want Star Wars episode 7.5, right? Yeah, like, I don't, let, I don't that, want... let that be its own thing. But these standalone stories don't need to be in that. They're connected, but they don't need to be in the same arc, the same tone, the same look as all the other star wars let this be its own thing let a director and artist be creative and do something different i think for the very first star wars story this was well done i think you know justin as i think part of what hamstrung this movie uh hamstrung hamstringed uh, anyway um the part of the issue with this movie is that this was a war movie it wanted to be a war movie and i think if they would have i don't they never would do this but if they would have done like a rated r version of this not like hard r but like a like a matrix r you know what i mean like like something that is that is like a like 
I, Justin's the only one who's going to get this, but like a 14A, right? Like where this is yeah. like the difference between a PG-13 movie that is very clearly PG-13 and 14A, which up here we don't have rated R. We have 14A and 18A. And 18A is like the hardcore, gory, whatever. 14A can be PG-13 or it can be R. And, and the, the rating system's different up here. I think that a 14A version of this movie that dared to be a little bit grittier, a little bit more realistic, a little bit harder would have been like, because I think this ultimately they did want to make a war movie. Uh, I think that the PG-13 rating, which this is only the second PG-13 Star Wars movie anyways. Uh, all the other ones have been yeah. PG. Uh, I think that that actually really, it makes sense that they that they had to go PG-13. But I think that they it ended up falling flat sometimes when they were trying I, to go a little too far. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I think if they went a hard R or, or a really you know a, a higher rating, then they would not have been able to sell the Gillette razor blades or oh, exactly. the Rogue uh, car vehicles or all the damn sponsorship and endorsement deals associated with this, which I think muddles the brand and I actually think ruins a little bit of the perception of the film as well because the amount of times I see damn shaving commercial or damn shaving razors for Gillette as part of a star Wars stormtrooper and a rebellion. Um, I'm getting slightly irritated. Could we not sell out every single thing for every single brand? Um, Oh, I'm sorry, Justin, but that's uh, rant off the world we live in. Right. Yeah. But but, okay. Uh, Let me go back just a, a bit, Justin, you brought up what is the most important point, right? For what, for what this is, you don't even know it what he may, said yet. <laughs> it may not be. <laughs> it may not be the greatest Star Wars movie we've ever gotten in. And it may not be the greatest war film we've ever gotten. But it is something different. And it does deserve a lot of credit for that. It's not It's not conventional Star Wars. And the fact that it isn't is important. Whether it was amazing, it wasn't. But I enjoyed it a lot. And I had a good time at that movie. And I don't if, – if, you know, if, if, if I'm coming off negative at all because I don't feel like maybe the characters were underdeveloped. But I want to see more of these things. I want them to explore the Star Wars universe. And if, if, if it means making a, a crime drama where, you know, somebody steals a ship from somebody who we've never heard of, I don't care. Make it and find out if it's good, and yeah. it deserves to be. It deserves to be explored. I, w- I maybe it'll, maybe it it'll be maybe it'll be hot garbage, and that's fine. But at least try. But it will sell a lot of razors and make money at the box <laughs> yeah. office. I think Justin well, and, to- and you got to say too that you know if you if it gone with the hard R or whatever or even had been more of kind of a graphic war movie. Um, could they it, have sold so many children's toys? Well, and here's I the thing, is, Marty. Is, I think it is. I think it is quite graphic for what it is. Here's the. Here's honestly. what more. What my point was with saying uh, is, I think that the direction that they were trying to take the movie um, was the wrong direction. I think that doing a hard war movie was not the right direction if they were going to stick to a PG-13 rating. I think that that direction, in order to pull it off correctly, needs to be R. I think what they should have done instead is do more of a heist-type movie or something like that where 
where it's not about we have to storm the beach and all of that. Instead, what you're doing is you're you're doing more of a you know more of like a I don't know if uh, this comparison has been made before. I can't remember who it was, but like a, like an Ocean's Eleven or something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's more of like a we're gonna break into this highly secured thing or whatever. And of course, there's gonna be space battles and whatever. But you can do that kind of a mission in a way where it's not just a war movie and it's saving private Ryan in space. Right. I think saving private Ryan in space needs to be that concept needs to be harder in like more graphic or more violent in order to pull it off. Whereas there are other ways they could have approached this material that would have been more appropriate to the rating they were going for. Okay. As, as the number one parenting gaming podcast on the internet, you guys, did you guys take all your kids to this? I'm not taking I'm my curious. son to this. I will not take my son to this movie. No, but not my daughters. No, no. Nope. They're still all having right. a hard time. Then- they're still having a hard time with Force Awakens. I did take my children to this movie. Uh, my my kids are different. How old are they again, Marty? Nine and eight. Yeah. Okay. See, that's and and how did that go? They freaking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. I, I, Even okay. I would take my kids I, to I, it if they were nine and eight. I, I should say that. Um, my, my daughter walked out of the theater, um, talking about Jen Erso nonstop. Okay. She loves that character. Just like she loved Ray, which, you know, if, if, (laughs) if I had not been, if I had not been on board the Ray train before force awakens, when we walked out of the theater that night and she was like, I want to be Ray. I want to, you know, it was like making, you know, lightsaber fighting sounds and stuff that sealed the deal for me. I totally let's got take, it. Let's, let's take a quick pause there. Another female protagonist kicking a. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And Thank you, Disney. Thank the, you. Uh, Moana wasn't that great. Uh, what? Uh, Whoa! Yeah, you are going to derail this di- podcast. Oh, there's, there's a different. Oh, there's, there's a different cast. There's a different spoiler there, cast. There We're not doing that be, one. Wow! Maybe after David. There may be words. That movie oh, was my the, god. Holy! <laughs> I don't know if I can even. You've just thrown my train of thought completely. Yeah. That movie. Listen this week. Moana. Oh, Moana was the best. Movie. The best oh, iteration man. of don't a hero's journey story. If you're say anything else about Moana, just don't. Okay, so good. This is is a Star Wars show, but I got my point. Right. Uh, So yeah, um, but my kids loved it. There were, I I will say this: we took our kids to see uh, that, and the other recent movie that we've been to see is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay. And they were there were to me as a parent, there were more moments that made my kids scared in a theater or jumpy in the theater in fantastic beasts than there were in this movie. Now I've seen both. That's curious. I I'm, I'm very, I don't, the, the thing that concerns me and this is obviously I don't have kids, right? Is that reaction to the fact that everybody died? Like, is that, did that have any impact? Yes, it did. Okay. I, I, I like, I asked my son as we were leaving, I said, what did you think? And he said, he looks at me and he goes, it was okay. And I said, just okay, not not Force Awakens great or whatever. And he said, they all died, <laughs> you know. And like, see, that's what I'm worried. That's the that's my biggest concern with it. But you know that and, it was and, cool because I got to, on the way home, which we had a pretty good long drive because of where we went to see the movie. 
um, we got to talk about, you know, like Star Wars lore and, you know, why this was important. And so that was a cool parenting moment. So here's Does it. Okay. Is there. I was just going to say that, that it was something completely off topic. So if, what were you going to say? I, all I was going to say to that is there's another important point here with the fact that everybody died at the end. Despite enjoying the movie, nobody really walks out happy. No. And but and you're not supposed to. And I think that is maybe causing some of the criticisms that we're having. Maybe just a little bit is saying that nobody walks out with like a like I just saw a Star Wars movie. It was awesome. No, we all walk out like that was depressing. Like, well, and like the all, thing is, is that, that this was. I think that matters. <laughs> yeah, I think what what you're getting at is that. The way that um, the way that we kind of understood this sacrifice that these characters were going to be making, that this was a great sac- – they sacrificed their lives. They saved the the rebellion and you know all that stuff. They, they are the ones who are responsible for the destruction of the Death Star. And yet in that moment, you don't feel any – you don't feel the gravity of what they have achieved and how important it is. You don't really get to see that. You don't hear any of it. Um, you just see some sort of silly putty Play-Doh version of Princess Leia saying something about hope and then, you know, whatever, she's off and it's done, right? And which, by the way, she looked terrible. Uh, oh, I don't think so, but... she. Oh, I, no, she looked like... I'm, I'm if, if, you, if you're going to draw a comparison between her and Tarkin... She oh, they were both. De- she definitely looked worse than Tarkin. Like she had this weird glow about her, you know, the model. Tarkin, I think yeah. at least you had to be looking for it to be, you know. I think like honestly, you only saw her up close. the basic. The I, I think honestly, for the most part, it. I think it's the texture or the sheen of the skin on both models for one, and it also looked like, um, her eyes were freaking like too big or something. I don't know what it was. She had Disney eyes, which was freaking me out. Um, I haven't seen, you know what? I haven't seen a CGI render of a character that bad since X-Men origins Wolverine with Patrick Stewart. That is how off putting that looked to me. If you haven't seen, go back and look at Patrick Stewart in X-Men origins. What's funny about that to me is that though the CGI characters were not the off putting thing to me in the movie. Tarkin wasn't too bad. He looked, he looked Tarkin. Tarkin wasn't bad. In fact, when he was reflected in the glass, oh, you know, great. there, it was pretty dang near yeah. the real actor. You know, uh, the part that threw me off the most, it took me out of the movie was, uh, the scene on Mustafar with Krennic and Vader and Vader's last line. It Don't was choke. so bad. <laughs> you know what though? It he was, was a, so bad. He was in the original trilogy he was pretty snarky and dumb too. Like he was not, he, but here's the thing. He, he was snarky and dumb, but he was not dad jokes. Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but that's fine. I did not pull me out. I'll like, say that. It did like not compared pull me out to compared to take the nostalgia out of the quote of something like, I find your lack of faith disturbing or something like that, where it's like, he's clear. He's like, I feel like it was on par with some of those lines. Yeah. But I like it. I thought Vader, I thought Vader was surprisingly well done. I don't know why he <laughs> had the last and the last like two minutes where he decided to kick some serious a in that hallway and just wreck. Uh, everyone. Yes. 
was epic. epic. Was it, it in was. the original? Was, in if, Star- they, if they had cut out the Mustafar scene and just left that in there, I think he would have had even more impact. So episode or in episode four, does Vader have red eyes? Yes. He does. Like, has he always no, got red no, eyes? Because no, he, what, I, what, I, what I was saying was, I thought you were talking about this movie. Yes. Uh, he does in no, this movie. Yeah, I know black that. eyes. I was going to say, why did he have red eyes in black. this movie? Disney is pushing for a movie. And, and if you haven't noticed this, but even before Disney, Lucasfilm was pushing for a more reddish black eyepiece in the Vader helmet. It I don't know why. It doesn't look good. That's not what the original thing was. And it looked like the, the weird red eyes. I mean, you could, you could see his eyes behind it. It's terrible. I hate it. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't care for it. Yeah. It's weird. Nip They're picks. like those old blue blocker sunglasses. My <laughs> grandparents used to have except yeah. their Vader helmet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so is there anything else? I'm kind of, it is like one eleven a.m where I am Dave's like, it's three in the morning where Dave is. Uh, is there anything that we haven't, (laughs) is there anything else we haven't talked about that we need to talk about before we wrap up? Or is everybody like I've been on podcasting for four hours. I'd need to go to bed. Yes. (laughs) I I want my my last comment. Okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than everybody in this room i think <laughs> i enjoyed it and i don't know if i'd go back and watch it again i think you I know need what to i watch it again i i almost went back and watched it with a friend mm. I, i'm going again with i'm going again with my co-host from character crunch going again i'm still We're wanting to again. see it again i haven't seen it with my kids yet i don't know what their level of interest is i would rather but, go uh, and see like i i'm at the point where i could go and take my son to a movie i would rather take him uh, for me and for him, I would rather take him to Doctor Strange before it leaves theaters than to this. Yeah, I, but I don't want to take a kid to Everybody Dies Happy Ending. <laughs> like, yeah, but even for me, like I would rather go and see Doctor Strange again before I'd see Rogue One again. Just no, no I know they're totally different films, and and I get. I that, like I, I like Doctor Strange a lot, but I don't know about that. And in my case, youngest is fifteen, so really, really not that. That argument doesn't exist for my, for my for my family. Yeah, and again, it has nothing to do with kids. It has to do with it has to do with just stuff. So, anyways, uh, I think with that, uh, everybody, I'm gonna get their music again. Here's some our generic bad guy music from this movie. Anyways, it's not bad. It's, <laughs> it's different, Jack. It's just different. I Stop know. Hating things because they're different. I know. Okay. <laughs> Well, with that, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Nintendo Dads After Dark. Uh, if you want to follow us on all the social medias, you can do so. Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Nintendo Dads. Uh, you can uh, find us on VGTribune.com. Change the world by leaving us a review on iTunes. And, of course, uh, you can see us all whenever we do stuff. Uh, I'm It's late. I'm going to bed. And I'm wrapping this up. Thank <laughs> you for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nintendo that.